There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the July. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Power Chord Hour podcast. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, welcoming you to another one. And uh, if you're listening when this comes out, we're finally at the end. I don't even know if I should say finally. This month flew the hell by. But uh, we are finally at the end of the month of May, and I have your May rundown for you. If you were expecting a podcast this week at uh, you know on Monday like we normally do, my apologies. But I was just thinking about it, and uh, since the end of... Uh, you know, the last week of, of each month, I obviously do a little rundown of uh, music and music news for the month. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I could release it Monday, but why not uh, do it do it on Saturday where, uh, you know, it gives us a few more days if there's any like, you know, new music that came out or, you know, like anything like that. So it's a little more updated and fresh for you and a little more true to a uh, entire rundown of the month. So uh, that's why it's a little later. My apologies. But hey, like I said, I, I feel like it's the stuff I can uh, talk about on here and everything is a little more fresh, like the whole May rundown. It's the whole extra week. But I hope you're doing well out there. And I hope May was a, you know, as good of a month as it can be for you. You know, it is, it is, uh, I, I'm doing this here from uh, Jamestown and uh, it is starting at Jamestown, New York. Not, not the, uh, not the Jamestown from the movie life song, which, uh, I always, I know someone, you know, people normally don't know where Jamestown is, um, but what I always know is I'm talking to a real one. If, uh, if, if I mention where I live, Jamestown, they go, oh, like, like the Jamestown from the movie life song. And while I have to go, no, that's Jamestown, North Dakota. It's still like, damn, like, I like you, like your head goes right to movie life. I like you. But uh, anyway, it is starting to get nicer. I don't feel like we really had like a spring. It was real kind of like shitty sporadic weather in the beginning of the month. And now it's just getting beautiful out. And I, uh, outside of uh, podcasting with you and uh, doing the show, I very much enjoy hiking and uh, just being outdoors and whatnot. So I'm I'm getting antsier and antsier as it gets nicer out. You know, I, I just want to get out there. Plus, I'm in between with uh, vehicles right now. I, uh, I sadly rear-ended somebody a little while ago with my vehicle, and uh, now now I'm in between shopping for another for another one, and uh, yeah, so I'm like looking at the nice weather. I mean, I go for nice nice long walks right now. It's good for that. Like that's the one nice thing. Not having a vehicle is like it, it kind of pushes you to go do that, which I like taking walks anyways. But it really pushes you when the walk is your only you know form of transportation for the moment and uh i i love it actually as it gets, as it's getting nicer because i go for walks and you know it's very underrated i've talked about it on this show before uh, you know there there's certain albums and there's certain music that just goes so well for like a night drive like night drives are something that i love to do and there's just it's such a good time for like certain songs and albums and playlists and stuff there's just something about that time and driving but on the flip side of that, you don't really think about it, but there's great songs and albums to like listen to while you're walking around like on a beautiful summer day. You know what I mean? And it's like it's a whole different vibe than something like that. Like the music, like I would put on like Jimmy Eat World's Clarity for driving around at night. I, I always say that's I've, I've said it on here before. That's like the ultimate night drive record is Jimmy Eat World's Clarity. Now, when I'm walking around at three in the afternoon and it's 80 degrees out and I'm like walking around my headphones in just you know taking taking in the scenery or wherever I'm walking uh, at the time 
that's not the record. I have to put something else on. You need something more summary. I normally go, I normally tend, I always find myself going a little more like pop punk in those times. And, uh, I've also the other, the other day I was walking and, uh, I was just on a huge Marvin Gaye kick and, uh, in a lot of Motown, I just watched this great, you know, outside of the realm of punk, but I mean, you also, you also got to know influences and everything like that. And, you know, going, going way back, I was just watching a great, great documentary called standing in the shadows of Motown. And it's this whole documentary about, about the uh, funk brothers, which are the guys who played on all those Motown songs that you know, like all those massive hits that everyone knows that are just classics now. Like they, all of them basically had the same backing band. It doesn't matter who you were listening to. And uh, me, me as a bass player, I, I went down a rabbit hole. I'd never heard of uh, James Jamerson, but he was one of the uh, key bass players there who I, I forget the number but basically, had had he been given credit, because Motown did not put the uh, did not put these session members' names on records until '71. I think Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" was uh, his first one to be credited. That that James actually had a uh, you know like his name credited on there. But I mean, like, so people didn't know it's the same guy. But if you look at all the singles that he played on, he played on more top forty hits than like Elvis, the Beatles, like anybody. Like he basically in the history of music is as well as a lot of those other guys too, played on more hits than anyone else. And I mean just never got the credit. It, it's so it's like like it's cool to watch because you go, it's nice because years later they get they get the credit that they deserve. But it also really bums you out because you go like these these guys have because you know what like as good as as good as those singers are as good as as they are you need a good backing band you know what i mean like if you have a bad backing band those songs aren't going to be classics either like you know the 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 funk brothers were just as responsible for those you know motown classics being motown classics as the singers were you know and and sadly jamerson he he uh, died pretty young in the 80s so i mean he was kind of he really didn't get to uh, see. I, I think. I think later on, you know, like, like uh, I heard one of them say it in a, in something like, you know, like once the internet came out, and you have like Bass Player magazine and just all all these things. More of this information gets out. You know, these guys later on are getting the credit they deserve. Now, I mean, you know, James Jamerson is really, you know, including among bass players. Like, I mean, I've been I meant going on YouTube because, like I said, I just discovered who he was, but just listening to his isolated bass lines, going like, oh my god, like. This this man is the greatest bass player you've ever heard, and there's no way to play like him. You can try to play like him, but you're not James Jamerson. And it's insane if you go look at the list of, I mean, what he played on. He played he played with everyone back then and never, you know, just never really got credit. And like I said, he he passed away before some of them some of them got some credit, which I don't think they'll ever get all the credit they deserve. But you know, later on in life, they started getting the recognition that they should have gotten in the first place. But, you know, guys like James and stuff, so sad, you know, just never, you know, never got to see that. But a really, really interesting documentary. You should go uh, check that out, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I think it came out like 2002, and uh, I, I just watched it on Amazon Prime. I know it said something about it being taken off there, so I don't know if it's still there, but I'm sure I'm sure anywhere you go look. I, there's a book, too, I have to go, I have to go check out now uh, of the same name. But if I'm not mistaken, it focuses more on James and the rest than the rest of the Funk Brothers, where the documentary, I mean, I'm a bass player, so, you know, my, I'm really infatuated with James, but I mean, you know, it, it goes into, uh, you know, the other, the other guys too, and the Funk Brothers, uh, into, into more detail. But the book, I think, focuses more on James himself 
and uh, has like bass tabs for his songs and you know I think accounts from like family members and musicians who are influenced by him and uh, and then even going further he was uh he had a son who was also named James Jamerson Jr who uh, sadly passed away I found out just a few years ago which really I I I discovered this guy I'm like oh my god he's amazing too and then I go oh man he like he passed away like 4 years ago but what I liked about him he was also an acclaimed bass player and, uh, you know, played all around, I think. I mean, he was also from uh, Detroit, and I think he played around a lot in Detroit. But uh, I was watching his videos, and the thing I respected the hell out of him was he's an amazing bass player too, but he didn't play like his father. He had his own technique, which I really respected because, I mean, you have the name, you have the legacy. If you wanted, you could just try to rip what your father was doing. You know, you could try to do that technique. But instead, he went and he did something, you know, he had his own style, which I really, like I said, I really respect that, you know, I mean, it's very easy to ride, you know, the coattails of like your father's success, but you go, no, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do my own thing, you know, but uh, both, both are amazing. And, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe not punk rock, but hey, good, good music. Like, it's just good music. Doesn't matter what genre, like those Motown classics. But I mean, I've been on such a... uh, just a big kick of listening to Motown since watching the documentary and just listening to his bass lines. Like I, that's probably something that like, if you're listening to this and like you're a bass player, that probably doesn't sound weird. You've probably done that yourself, but if you don't play, that probably does sound quite odd, but I mean, yeah, like I'm just sitting there listening and you're going like, Holy shit. Like, and his bass is really mixed. Well, in those, if you go listen to a lot of those, uh, old Motown songs, like you listen, you're like, that's where the bass should be in the mix. Like the bass is, is up there. Like you can actually hear it. Like you can hear what he's playing, you know, like so many times you listen to albums and it's like the bass is like hidden in there. You, you know, unless you're wearing like really good headphones, you have a good subwoofer or something, you're not really going to hear the bass that well, but they really make mix the bass really, really well on uh, those, those old songs. But go check out that documentary. I mean, seriously, so good. All those guys, the funk brothers should get way more, you know, like like session musicians now, I think, get a lot more credit. And that's the thing. You know, the, the Internet is out there. People can go find this stuff. But, you know, back back in the day, that just wasn't the case. And, uh, you know, it's just so sad. Now, you know, a lot of other people got screwed over, you know, by Motown too. a lot of, you know, like even just the singers and stuff. But, you know, also the backing bands, it just really it just really sucks to know that, like, you don't realize that. But there's you could be listening all your life and you didn't know this, but like. James Jamerson's playing bass on how many records in your collection. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. It, it's the same like producers where you go like, oh, you may not know the name of this producer, but if, if you went and looked in your record collection right now and you started going through the liner notes, you'd realize that, you know, this guy had had so much to do with like, you know, a huge chunk of your records. You know, it, it's it's people like that who are kind of in the uh, who in the background, you know, who who aren't the singers or, you know, the people who are getting the most attention paid to. And, uh, you know, they're just as responsible and definitely, you know, definitely should get that credit. And, it, and it's good to see that later on in life, you know, that they, they are. But, uh, yeah. And I will also say, because I'm not, I mean, P bases are fine. I'm not going to sit here and say they're terrible bases. Obviously they're a standard, but I'm not a big P bass guy, but I'll tell you what, James, I, I, I will say now has been my favorite P bass player. I, uh, I'm, I'm much more jazz bass or a stingray if it works. I also realize those are kind of punchy at times. But uh, yeah, James has to be like the greatest P bass player in the world. I, I love it. I, I won't do too much bass talk because I feel like this probably gets boring if you're not like, you know, if you're not into that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, you need to go. You need to go check out the sh- Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Great documentary. And uh, just go look up James Jamerson Sr. and Jr. Both amazing, amazing bass players. Like, 
you just watch it and just you you will respect it. You'll just be like, oh my god, you know, that just so so good. So yeah, I've been listening to a lot of that. Been listening to a lot of uh, Jeff Rosenstock's new album. He put out a, a surprise one. His last one was a surprise too on uh, New Year's Day 2018 when he put that. Uh, which one was that? Post. I was about to say Worry. Worry came out the year before, but uh, Post was a surprise release, and uh, his new one, No Dream, that just came out, that got, uh, I forget the date, it was like a week or two ago, got released, and I've really been liking it. I like it a lot more than Post. Post was okay, but I thought the two before it were uh, were a lot better, and I, I think I think this one goes back to uh, what I like in his solo stuff, but also I was talking about it on the radio show last week. The other thing I really like about it is that he also... I won't say that it sounds like a bomb the music industry album, but I feel like there's parts of this record that sound more like some of Jeff's old stuff, which which is cool. Like once again, kind of not even not even like he's ripping himself off or it sounds straight up like a bomb the music industry song, but you just hear it and you go like some of those elements of his songwriting he's brought back that he kind of took out, which uh which I like, you know, but his, his solo stuff altogether, even uh even post which I didn't hate. I just didn't think were as good as the uh the two solo records before that, but his solo stuff is just really, really good. And, uh, he, he did some really good stuff on this one on no dream. If you haven't heard this one yet, I'm going to play something off it later on in the show. But uh, if you have not heard it yet, you definitely got to go check that out. So that's what I've been doing, walking around in nice weather, listening to, uh, to Motown and Jeff Rosenstock and, uh, and also a lot of audio karate, because actually in a, in a couple days here, you'll hear my interview, uh, had Jason Camacho. I talked to him a few days ago. He's going to be our guest for next week. Very excited for that one for you to hear it. I, I had such a blast talking to him, but lots of audio karate as well. You know, any, anytime I go to interview someone and, uh, we talked a lot about uh, lady melody and, uh, Malo that they released last year. So I was listening to both of those a lot. And, uh, I mean, just so, so good. Uh, another, another band that just never very, very underrated and, uh, you know, just really had a sound like no other, which me and Jason kind of got into, um, which I liked because like uh, just kind of his explanation of like how he kind of just taught himself and like, you know, his influences, whatnot and realizing like, yeah, like that's how you get those cool sounds. You know, he's not really he kind of taught himself. And in doing that, you know, you kind of make your own technique. And uh, we got into that and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I've been listening to tons and tons of audio karate as well. And uh, I've just been loving it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, being good weather, there's certain stuff that is just good, you know, like, like it is underrated, like night drives. I, I feel like everyone kind of, you know, like, like there's good albums. People are like, yeah, I like driving around at night. And actually I know that for a fact, because, uh, after I talked about this last time, when I talked all about clarity and, uh, going for night drives, I, I had a lot of listeners, uh, hit me up and be like, yeah, like I, you know, like I love doing that too, or it is a great night drive record. But uh, you know what? A very underrated one is putting your headphones on and just going for a walk on a nice day, and uh, and like listening to just like I said, I listen like I always tend to go like pop punk or or that like Motown. Like lately, I've been listening to some Motown and stuff. But like yeah, like go tos are definitely like early two thousands pop punk. I feel like I always I always end up going back to you know while I'm, while I'm going for walks. Another another one is against me is reinventing Axl Rose because the first time I actually listened to that album. I was going for a walk. I was walking to a, uh, to a, th- this was, uh, I, I'm a poser. I didn't listen to that album. I, I was just thinking of the date. It would have been 2010. <laughs> so yeah, my poser ass, it's like, that's like nine years after they released it or something. But, uh, that, that was the first time I heard it, but I was walking to, uh, to the blockbuster in town that was shutting down. I was going to get me some deals and, uh, I'd not have a vehicle at that point as, as a, as a teen, but, uh, as a teen, I put on the classic punk rock record reinventing Axl Rose 
And uh, ever since then, I always associate with that. It's funny. Like for the last 10 years, like when I listened to it, like I always remember that just walking down my street. It was like December out. It was kind of cold out. Might have been snowing and just just walking, walking to Blockbuster with my headphones on, going to uh, get discounted DVDs and uh, listening to Reinventing Axl Rose. So that that one also will pop up from time to time. Like if I'm out walking and listening to music, that, that one will pop in because of that. But uh, yeah, you know, as, as it gets nicer, including including obviously shit's closed down still most places, you know, go go for a nice walk and listen, listen to some rad music and hit me up. Like, what are your actually for both? I love hearing night drive records. Let me know what you like listening to driving around at night. But also let me know what are what are what do you like listening to walking around on a nice sunny day with headphones on? What do you like listening to there? Where what are your summer jams, we shall say? Hit me up with your summer jams, powercordhour at gmail.com. Maybe if we compile enough, I'll uh, I'll I'll like do a little playlist on here or uh, on the radio show or maybe we'll even just pop one up on like on a Spotify like a listener playlist of like all like we'll compile just a huge summer jams playlist of all the best music to listen to on a summer day, you know. And then, and then we'll do the night drive one too. But uh, hit me up with that, powercordhour at gmail.com. And uh, I've just been doing that to pass the time. Like I said, I hope I hope all of you, and let me know what you're doing to pass the time as well. I mean, I've just been doing that, playing some music myself, playing lots of bass and playing lots of uh, guitar. And uh, I don't know, just just infatuated with music as usual. I'm, I'm normally doing, some, if I'm not doing the radio show, I'm doing the podcast. If I'm not doing that, I'm interviewing someone for it who's in music. If I'm not doing that, I'm probably writing music. If I'm not that, I'm talking to a friend about music. Music, I'm pretty ingrained in music if you can't tell. But, uh, you know, I, I which I love doing this podcast because a lot of you have hit me up too and are just ingrained as I am. And I love, you know, I love hearing from other people who, uh, you know, who are that ingrained in music as I am. So then then you're not so much like, man, am I the only one who really like gives this much of a shit about like, a, you know, some obscure record from like, you know, 14 years ago. And then someone will hit me up and go like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I love that tune. It's like, oh, OK, cool. So like, you know, you know, I love hearing that. And I love hearing from people. Like I said, hit me up. I like to be interactive on here. You know, it, it's a it's a podcast. I want to talk to you all. So hit me up. I want to hear what you're listening to right now. And uh, if you are looking for new shit to listen to, look no further, because right now I have your new releases from May 2020. Here's a little rundown of what came out this month that I think you should go check out. Mikey Erg put out Bon Voyage. Fake Names put out their self-titled debut. And uh, if you've not heard that one yet, I've played a, a few songs. I, I may have played one on here actually last month. I'm not sure. I have played them on the radio show. But uh, it does feature Brian Baker, obviously, of Bad Religion, Minor Threat, um, I mean, hundreds of other bands. He's Brian Baker. You know who he is. And also Dennis, frontman of Refused, is in there. And uh, really, really good. It's a little more straight-up pop punk than you would normally uh, expect from the both of them. But it's a really good record. Go check out Fake Names. That is their self-titled debut out now on Epitaph. Like I was talking about, Jeff Rosenstock just put out No Dream. You definitely got to go check that one out. Some of his best stuff that he's put out in a while. Also, Green Day put out a uh, Blondie cover called uh, Dreaming. They did uh, Blondie's Dreaming, and that is out now as a digital single. Days and Days put out Show Me the Blueprints on Fat Records. Uh, not new music, but we do have a new rarities comp from Joyce Manor, and I'm going to play something off that as well because uh, I had actually never heard this version of the song that I'm going to be playing. But uh, if you want to go check that out, songs from Northern Torrance. This is all like this is like pre their first record. This is like the first couple years of them being a band. I, I've heard a few of these songs 
on like YouTube and whatnot throughout the years. But uh, it's pretty rad if you're a fan because I had not heard a lot of these. So I would definitely go check that out, even though it's not a new record, which hopefully we get sometime soon. It has been two years, and they're normally pretty good. Joyce Manor about putting something out about every two years. So, uh, you know, I, I'll keep you posted on that. They haven't said anything, but it, as, it, as it goes, I wouldn't be too surprised if we got something, you know, maybe later this year, early next year. Gasoline Heart put one of their first albums out in a while. It is called Big Trouble. Go check that out. Love Drug put out Turning Into Something You Were Never Meant To Be. Off With Their Heads put out Character. We got some more, tons of new music this month. I, I think part of it is also the quarantine, obviously. A lot of things got kind of, uh, some people are pushing music back, but then some are releasing it earlier. I think part of uh, Jeff Rosenstock's thing was that, was that uh, No Dream was actually supposed to be coming out later, but once this happened, then he decided to do the surprise release. So I think we're getting a lot of those. Archers of Loaf put out a new single. It is their cover of the Rolling Stones' Street Fighting Man, and the B-side is Raleigh Days. So go check that one out. Raleigh Days been out for a little while, but really, really good, and uh, this cover is really solid too. Got a new single from C.J. Ramone, When the Heroes Come Home. He put that back out, or he put that out back on uh, Memorial Day. Should go give that a, a listen. Swing and Utters put out Sirens. Call Me Malcolm put out one of the best ska records I've heard in quite a while. It's called What You Burn. Uh, we got a new single from the Lawrence Arms PTA. I'm going to play that for you here in a little bit. It comes off their upcoming new record. That'll be out in uh, July, so coming up here soon. We got a local one for you from right here in Jamestown. We actually got uh, two this month. We got some good music coming from Jamestown that I want to share with everyone. Macklehat Murphy just put out their uh, debut album, Funeral Parlor Hoedown. Definitely go check them out. Give them some support there uh, from right here in Jamestown, New York. Koo and Howell put out Wires Fly Wild. And we got another uh, local one closing out my list of music to go check out from May 2020. It is Joey Cobra with Fever Dream. He was in a cool band, which you should go check out, also from Jamestown, a cool local pop punk band called Wake a few years ago. And uh, they only put out one album, but uh, if you like some solid pop punk, go check them out on uh, their Bandcamp still up. It is called thisismywake.bandcamp.com. And uh, you should go check out their only album and also check out uh, Joey's music since uh, he just put out his debut uh solo release and we're gonna play something we're actually gonna kick it off right now we'll play something from him so right now here is joey cobra off fever dream with won't be long if you like this go check it out joeycobra.bandcamp.com and here it is right here on the power chord hour podcast
tell yourself you've gotten through But it's just been a week God desperately Trying not to sweat off the glue Cause the body wants to do things That the body wants to do It's a shell coated in candy With the ground the waits for you Rip your friends off Write a new song Call it shame and claim it's indelible truth Play the victim Be a shit And throw the blame At anyone coming for you Cause the brain's gonna do Things that the brain's gonna do I'm the worst kind of person And I'm Sixteen thumbs, one 
toe and your two right feet, feet, feet. I don't like your sixteen thumbs, one toe and your two right feet, feet, feet. I don't like your sixteen thumbs, one toe and your two right feet, feet, feet. I don't like your sixteen thumbs, one toe and your two right feet, feet, feet. I don't like the songs you sing. I don't like the torch you bear. I don't like your rattlesnake lips to care. Sitting in my chair, 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 chair. I don't like your point of view. I don't like the air you breathe. I don't like your carnivore spit on wingtip. Cut on sleeves, 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 sleeves. I don't like your sixteen thumbs, one toe. You're too right. Right here on the Power Chord Hour podcast, some new music from May 2020 for you. From right here in Jamestown, New York, that was Hat Murphy with Two Right Feet off their debut album, Funeral Parlor Hoedown. Go check that out, MackleHatMurphy.Bandcamp.com. And uh, if you if you need help with that, it is M A C K L E H A T, and uh, Murphy is spelled M E R R F Y. And uh, so yeah, if you're uh, I I don't know my I guess my head goes to Papa Murphy's that uh that that dumbass pizza franchise that sells frozen pizzas that I I would never go into because it kind of defeats the purpose. Just go buy one from the freezer section. But I digress. Um, it kind of makes me think of that Papa Murphy's, but, uh, yeah, fuck Papa Murphy's go check out Macklehat Murphy. <laughs> and, uh, before that was Jeff Rosenstock with a new one off. No dream. That was old crap. Before that was the Lawrence arms with PTA off their upcoming record coming out in July on epitaph records and opening up that block of music. Another local one. If you're from here in Jamestown, but I want to spread the word on this good local music. We got Joey Cobra with won't be long off his day debut album fever dream and uh, go check that one out joeycobra.bandcamp.com and like i said too if you like what you hear um it, it is similar to his old band wake great great pop punk band from here in jamestown as well and uh their stuff they only put out one album and uh that is also on Bandcamp. So go check that out as well it's like this is my wake.bandcamp.com go check them out lots of good good music coming out uh, or did come out this month and i'm excited to see what comes out here next month in june i got a few stories for you here uh, some stuff that happened this month in music. Some uh, cool things. Face-to-face frontman Trevor Keith and former bassist Matt Riddle have been doing a YouTube series going in-depth on their classic record, Big Choice, for its 25th anniversary. And they recently released a video of the two of them doing an acoustic version of I Know You Well. I would definitely go check that out, as well as, as uh, just the in-depth, like, uh, you know, just storytelling that they're doing about Big Choice over on their YouTube page. You should definitely go check that out if you're a fan. And it's cool to uh, see Trevor do it with Matt. That was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's Matt's last record with uh, Face to Face before Scott took over. And, uh, I mean, Scott is an amazing bass player too, but so so is Matt. What's kind of neat about it, I was watching this video a little bit earlier today, and uh, Matt's playing electric bass on it. So you get to kind of still, you know, he's playing the bass lines that I, I assume basically what he played, you know, off off the record. And uh, his bass lines are really good. Like, like what I like is actually how different him and Scott play. It's not even that one is really better than the other in the way. Like, Scott will add more things in there and kind of noodle around more. But you listen and you go like, oh, Matt's bass playing works really well on those songs. You know, it's like you also got to remember he's the one playing bass on a lot of those old school, the first couple face-to-face records. So it's like 
you know, his bass playing really works well at the time and place for those songs. You know, I mean, Scott's a Scott's a monster of a bass player. But uh, I, I think watching these, it kind of makes you realize, too, how good Matt is. It also makes you, you know, compare and contrast and go like, oh, it's kind of neat, too, because they ain't just go grab another guy who played just like Matt. They got someone who had, you know, a style of his own, which I think was cool because I think it also ended up kind of morphing into, uh, you know, kind of shaping the sound of the band, which you don't always get. You know, sometimes bands uh, will go get a new member and you just kind of get some guy that you throw in and has no real input, doesn't really do anything to the band, where uh, I feel like Scott kind of ha- has had a... Uh, you know, he's not really the new guy. He's been in he's been in face to face for twenty something years now. But uh, you know, I, I do feel like Scott uh, added something when he came to uh, the band, which is cool. You know, it's always cool when uh, bands do that and add someone, and then they bring something. But uh, they're they're not the only one. There's a lot of really cool fat bands too right now, all basically on YouTube. But just go on there and and look it up if you haven't seen them yet. But like, I know the Suicide Machines right now. They're uh, their guitar and bass player are doing like uh i i want to say all of revolution spring at first they were going to do a few songs but everyone wanted to hear like every song on the album because it's so good and uh, now they're doing like a bass and guitar rundown for every song on that record to uh, show you how to play it which you should definitely you're definitely going to want a visual because there's including bass playing on that one is insane speaking of uh, good bass players i mean the the, the bass playing on that record is simply amazing. It's always good on a Suicide Machines record. You can always expect some good, some uh, good bass lines on there. But uh, yeah, you definitely you want to you definitely want to watch them play through. I know they've been doing it. Strung out a couple of those dudes have been uh, doing them. Also, speaking of Scott Shiflet from Face to Face on his Instagram, with he's you know what though to be fair, he was doing it post quarantine too. I think he just does them all the time. But uh, he's been doing more like playthroughs. Matt Freeman of Rancid and Op Ivy have done some. Um, he did one or two Op Ivy songs, which is really really cool to see him play. You know, Operation Ivy songs on on and on the bass that uh he used as well not only that but like what i love is on uh, most of these he's playing along to the songs that he played the bass in the studio with so if he's doing like an outcome the wolf song it's like oh yeah this is the p bass that i recorded on that record or this is the one i played you know in op ivy or that you know like or this is the one i played on rancid 2000 like you know just it's i i think that's so cool to see you know it, it, it's really neat so i mean a lot of those uh not just fat bands, but a lot of fat bands from uh, the 90s, like Strung Out, Rancid. Well, they're not a fat band, but, uh, you know, 90s punk bands, if you will. You know, they, uh, they're they putting a lot of cool playthroughs up right now, which are really worth going and checking out. I do think Face to Face, though, has one of the neatest ones where they they have more of a produced, like, kind of retrospective of Big Choice. And they're doing, like, a series. And uh, theirs is really neat. But, you know, go check, the, go check all those out if you're a fan. And uh, kind of in the same vein... One of, I mean, this is one of my favorite comps of all time, and I, I probably screwed up. I don't really remember talking about this on our compilation episode a while back, but uh, short music for short people. Fat Records put that out back in 1999, and uh, if you've never heard it, which I feel like I feel like most people know about this, it's a cult classic. But 101 bands on there, all the songs clock in under 30 seconds, and uh, it it's insane. And the list of bands too, like in that 101. Like it's, it's so many, like if you just randomly named a punk band right now, that was a band before 1999, um, there's a chance that they're on this, that, that they're on this compilation. And, uh, it was really neat. Brooklyn vegan just released a cool rundown of the entire 101 song track list of short music for short people. And they give a quick look and description of each song. And it's just, you know, it's really a solid reminder of how good the songs in the band lineup is. 
And, uh, I mean, if you've never heard the comp, they did what they did, which was kind of neat. They did like their top 20 songs off of it to go check it out. If you weren't going to listen to the whole thing, if you don't want to listen to 101 songs, even though they're only 30 seconds long, but, uh, they had a pretty good list. They really, in my opinion, the only thing they uh, left off of it was green day has a song on there, which is really good. But uh, besides that, I feel like their top 20 list was pretty good. I won't, I won't give you the whole top 20 rundown. Go check that out yourself. But a few songs they said to go check out that uh, I would definitely agree with. Go listen to Blink-182, Family Reunion, No Effects, CRP, Less Than Jake, Anchor, Bad Religion, Out of Hand, All, I Got None, Enemy You, Bedroom Windows, The Offspring with Hand Grenades, and uh, Leg Wagon, Randall Gets Drunk. Those, uh, those are some of the best, but really, I love the whole thing. And honestly, like... They're 30-second songs. Just put the thing on. It, it's less than it, – it clocks in at less than an hour. Like, you can listen to the whole thing in less than an hour. Just go check it out. Uh, it, it's, it really does stand as uh, one of the greatest compilations, I would say, of all time. And definitely my favorite Fat Records comp, for sure. And another cool one, some good news if you're an American Hi-Fi uh, fan. They did just release a cover of Joe Jackson's Steppin' Out, and uh, the single has been released digitally, and the band did announce this is a taste of more of what's to come. They're going to be releasing, though, some new music very, very soon before the end of the year, so this cover is kind of to hold us over, but a very good cover, and you can basically, you know, go check that out anywhere you can, uh, anywhere with Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all those places. I don't know if they uh, plan on a vinyl release or anything, but right now it is out digitally. And uh, the band last released some new music back in 2016, so it's been a while. And uh, that was an acoustic version of their self-titled record for its 20th anniversary. But as far as a studio album with brand new music, they've not released one since Blood and Lemonade back in 2014. So I'm very excited. Blood and Lemonade was really, really good. I was talking to a buddy not too long ago about them, like just after they announced this cover. And uh, we were talking about it. Blood and Lemonade was really, really good. The one before it they put out in uh, 2010 I believe it was Fight the Frequency. It, you know, there, there's a couple okay songs on there, but not a great American hi-fi record. But uh, Blood and Lemonade, if, if you missed that, you know, I know, I mean, they have some huge hits. Like, that was the other thing we were talking about. Like, you forget how big that band, like, they have they have a lot of really big songs. Like, you forget how many, like, top 40 hits they had. But the last few albums, I, I feel like have gotten overlooked. But I, I think Blood and Lemonade, if you've never listened to it, I would go back and check it out. It's really good just alternative rock. It's really, it's kind of more mature in some ways than uh, some of their earlier stuff. It's almost a more mature sound. I would call it more of a straight up rock record than like, because some of their other stuff's more pop rock or pop punk. Or I would go, this is more like a, like a rock kind of alt rock record. And uh, it's just really, really good. So go check that out and uh, get ready for some new American hi-fi uh, whenever that comes out, I'll definitely be playing some on here in the radio show. They're a band that, to be honest, I will, I'll will i kind of forget about them from time to time, and then I'll remember just how goddamn good they are, you know? And the, the singles are good, but I mean, if you've never listened to their albums, they're just really, really good at writing songs. I think their lead singer, Stacey Jones, I think he's one of those guys where, like, if you go look at huge singles, he's, he's been, like, a writer on them. You know, he's one of those guys who it's like, writes on so many like pop songs you would never know that he had anything to do with but he definitely does and I know that uh I don't I can't remember if it was all of American Hi-Fi I want to say it was and I don't know if they still do as Miley Cyrus I don't know of this for sure but when she was Hannah Montana they were actually her backing band so I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a weird thing I don't know that a lot of people know but I mean he's been like I've heard interviews with Stacy talk about it like I mean he he's talked about it before and stuff it's not like they keep it a secret but uh, 
no, it just kind of shows that like those guys, those guys do so much outside of American hi-fi. And it's just interesting because like, like I was saying too, I mean, they have a lot of singles, but you'll kind of forget from time to time, you know, cause it's been a while since, uh, you know, a lot of those ones came out in like the early two thousands, but what you don't realize is even if it's not like American hi-fi that you're hearing on the radio and stuff all the time, those guys have, have a lot of things to do with mainstream music that you may have had no idea about, you know, but, uh, just a great band. I'm excited for new American hi-fi and, uh, We've been, you know, for, I mean, not a great year. I'd say a pretty shitty year for uh, m- most people so far. But I will say we've gotten some really solid music, I feel like, this year. We've gotten a lot of, like, including a lot of releases that just kind of, you know, got got released now that were supposed to come out later that, uh, you know, they, they just put out now. And uh, we, we've just gotten an influx. Because really, too, if you go listen to the first... Uh, the first few months of this podcast, including as I go through the new music of the year, not a ton in the beginning, you know, as there normally isn't. I mean, that's 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 pretty normal. I don't feel like any year you have a whole lot of music the first like until March, March and April. I, I feel like things kind of start picking up. But uh, yeah, you know, now we're just getting tons and tons of music, which uh, is is not a bad thing. I'm not going to complain about that because it's all been really, really good. So uh, yeah, that is that is our May rundown episode. I hope you found some music to go check out and uh, lots of lots of good stuff, including from right here in my hometown of Jamestown. So uh, you know, go check out that Macklehat Murphy and Joey Cobra. Also go check out the uh, the new Lawrence Arms single. That's pretty good. I'm excited for uh, for this new album. Metropole is like one of my favorite Lawrence Arms record. I would say it's my second favorite. Apathy Apathy and Exhaustion is my favorite. I like O Calcutta, but I don't. So many people regard that as their best record, and it's not mine at all. Like I, and don't get me wrong, I like that album. I don't know why that's the gold standard for like Lawrence Arms records. I would definitely go Apathy, Exhaustion, and uh, Metropole, and then The Greatest Story Ever Told would probably be my third favorite. Those would be my top three uh, Larry Arms records. But I'm very, very excited for the new one. I'm always excited for new Lawrence Arms. And uh, same with that Jeff Rosenstock. Go check out No Dream. Some of the best stuff he's put out in a while. And uh, yeah, this is going to be the episode. Check back here in a couple days because we will have our interview with Jason Camacho of Audio Karate. We'll be talking all about Lady Melody and Malo and uh, a whole lot more. He was so fun. And uh, if you've not checked it out, I interviewed him two years ago when the band got back together. Um, we did it on the Power Chord Hour radio show long before. Crazy to think, two years ago, long before this podcast was a thing. But uh, I just recently put it in our feed, so if you want to go back, I did put up a throwback episode, which is my first interview with Jason, and uh, we talked about Space Camp on that one and reuniting, and uh, it's funny, actually. He announced Malo on my show, so go listen. it's funny. Go listen to that interview, and you will actually hear him announce to the world that uh, he had just found some uh, some old audio karate songs that uh, he had forgotten about, and uh, there was not a name to it yet, obviously. But uh, he was saying that he just found the songs and was going to release them, and that ended up being Malo. So uh, it's kind it's kind of cool to go back and hear that. But if you want to go check that out in our podcast feed, it's like two or three episodes back from this one. And uh, yeah, go go listen. It's a shorter interview. This one was cool because we talked a lot longer, a lot more in depth this time. Kind of like with the Jeff Cadill one a few weeks ago, where uh, I interviewed him a few years ago, but it was a shorter interview, and we got to do more of an in depth one. And uh, that's kind of the case with this one. So I'm very excited that will be out Monday. So get excited for that next couple of days. Or, or hell, I mean, if you're not listening to this when it comes out, there's a good chance that, that uh, Jason Camacho interview is already out. So go check that podcast feed. And also check out the Power Court Hour radio show. We do that every Friday night at 10 Eastern on 107.9 WRFA right here in Jamestown, New York, where I'm broadcasting right now. Or podcasting, I should say. I podcast. I broadcast. 
I do it all folks. And, uh, check that out. I play a lot more music on there. You can, uh, you can hear me talk music, talk some shit, but, uh, I play, I play tons more music than I do on here. Just, uh, just probably like 15, 16 songs an hour. I'm playing punk rock, man. We fit a lot. We fit a lot in, in a radio show in an hour. I, I forget that sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I talk for like 10, 15 minutes and still play like 15 songs. Like we're definitely playing some fast shit sometimes, but check that out. Power chord hour on a 107.9 WFA in Jamestown, New York, every Friday night, 10 Eastern, just did an episode last night. And you can listen to that from anywhere um, on the website, wrfalp.com slash streaming, or just go on there and click the streaming button. Um, I'm bad with directions. Just go on there. You know how to find it. And uh, you can stream the station on there. And also we do have an iPhone app. Just search WRFA in the uh, app store for your iPhone, and uh, you can listen on there. But if you'd like to do that, I mean, I, I and once again, like, you know, I was talking about earlier, I like uh, I like to interact with people who are listening, you know, same with the radio show. Like if you if you listen to that, it's like hit me up a song request, like hit me up at that power cord hour gmail dot com. Like if you're listening to the radio show as well as this, be like, hey, man, I'd love to hear this bad religion song. I'd love to hear this. Send shit out. I take requests. Be like, hey, I want to I want to send, you know, this I want to send this screeching weasel song out to so and so and I will do so for you. So uh, hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. Check out the radio show. Stay connected with us at PowerCordHour on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on YouTube, on Spotify. I put up playlists weekly of the stuff I play on the radio show. So if you do miss the radio show, you can go check out what I play over there. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be the episode. Check back in a couple days. My interview with Jason Camacho will be up here in your feed, all ready for you to enjoy. Until then, for the PowerCord Hour, I'm Anthony Merchant. Enjoy the rest of your May, and thanks for listening.